Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center, where we are here for one purpose, to help people help you to experience life as God intended. Here's a fact. Whoever is most intentional in your life today, whatever is most intentional in your life today is going to win the day. Whatever is most intentional in your thinking, in your relationships, and how you handle money, uh, your priorities, going to win the day. And if you win enough days, you got new habits. And those habits can become either a great benefit in your growth in Christ, or they can cut you off at the knees spiritually and uh, leave you feeling pretty flat and alone. And so we're here to help lift you up and encourage you to really experience all that God has intended for your life. It's hope, it's freedom, it's peace, it's not anxiety, it's not regret, it's not worry. Uh, That's not of God today. Those should be sort of warning signs uh, that blink in your face to say something ain't working right here. Uh, we want to we want to move in a better direction. So I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer and Steve and the rest of the Intentional Living team here and upstairs in the building and at our center. Loving you, praying for you. We care for you. We do this for one reason, to just help you think a little bit. Uh, we're not perfect people, but I tell you, we serve a perfect God. And so to the best of our ability, we want to kind of open that door to you, ask some questions, help you along. So if you're facing something today, a question about parenting, something going on with your kids, your marriage, and you're thinking, hey, how can this thing you call intentional living in Christ make a difference? What does that mean? Let me share one thing with you that might help. One thing, okay? Uh, Because if I give you four things, you'll go away and say, what did he say? One thing, all right? We're going to keep it simple uh, where we can apply it today. Let's win today. All right? 888-888-1717 is my number. 888-888-1717. Let's get to our uh, first question that's coming in uh, from from Michigan. Hi, my name is William in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. The question I have is, is how do I determine temptation from opportunity? What is it that makes the difference between temptation and opportunity? Opportunity for me to grow or is it temptation for me to fall back into my old ways? Mm. As I am recently renewed in the Lord, Amen. this question is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your show. Yeah, glad, glad to do it, William. Thank you. That's a great question. My guess is you would only ask that question because you've had a lot of falls. You've fallen into temptation. It's taking you to where you don't want it to go, and you say, I'm done with that. New believer, growing in Christ. And so you're, you're, you're really kind of gun-shy, as they say, to what, what is the difference between a temptation and, and something that will please Christ. You know what? That is evidence of salvation right there. People say, how do you know it makes a difference? Because William wouldn't have called me before all of this and even asked that question. So God got into his life. He invited Christ into his life. The Holy Spirit is there, and he's saying, hey, wait a minute. I want to know something about temptation and opportunity. Hey, let me give you a verse, a couple verses, William, on this. You know, it says in, in James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, that each person is tempted when he's lured or drawn away and enticed by his own desire. Right? In other words, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and draw us away. And so when we ask the question, what's the difference between temptation and opportunity? I think you have to do a little desire check. What are the desires that you have? And what I hear is your desires to seek Christ. So you're already around to third base, and you keep that front and center. Asking the question is what I'm about to do, this this thing, whatever this is in front of me, going to please Christ 
Remember that little that little uh, wristband that people used to wear? WWJT. What would Jesus do? Uh, we're not always sure every time, right? But that certainly is a sensitivity to say, "Hey, God is here in my life." Uh, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're revealing to me about this situation? And then beyond that, I think a couple other things. You ask yourself, uh, is the environment I'm being drawn into positive? Is it going to lift me up? Going to draw me closer to Christ? Two, are the people that I'm going to be involved with, whatever this activity is or this growth experience, going to help me grow to be more like Christ? And and if you're married, I don't know if that's true, William, or not, but if you are, what does your spouse think? Because they're usually smarter than we are. Because they can see things in our life that we don't see in ourselves. So I hope that helps. Uh, Do a little study for yourself, James. New believer, get into James chapter 1. Boy, that's a powerful chapter in the Bible uh, that can be helpful to you. Verses 14 and 15 in particular. All right, you can join me today. You got a question? Want to see how intentional living works? Uh, What does it mean? One thing that maybe help you. Uh, We don't have all the answers, but we know a God who does, so we'll point you in that direction and uh, kind of take this journey together. All right, 888-888-1717 is uh, the number. Let's go to Missouri. I think we have a question. Uh, Yes, my name is Renee. I'm from Missouri, and I have a question for Randy. First off, I want to thank him for being on the radio, and my thirst and my hunger for righteousness is... He always helps fill me up, him and the Lord. But I was questioning the fact that my pastor and his wife talked to me one time over the telephone, and they asked me, they said I didn't seem to be growing in grace and love very much, and I didn't know what that meant, and I didn't ask him. But um, I'd like to hear your comment on that, if you could please let me know and help me out here. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. God she, bless. Bye. Thank you, Renee. And, and he has, and she left that for me on, on our comment line here in our center. I would say to you, Renee, you're asking the wrong person. Because if your pastor and pastor's wife sort of called you and said, hey, Renee, we love you, but doesn't look like you're a very loving person and growing much, which sounds a little rude, actually, to say it that way, but that's your experience. That's what you heard, right? It bothers you enough that you called me. I would really redirect you to call them and uh, call your pastor or pastor's wife and say, Hey, you know, you guys, when we talked a few weeks ago, I was been troubled by that since wondering, not defensively, but just really wondering, what do you mean by that? What is it you see in my life that would cause you to, to say that maybe I, you don't see me growing? What is it? I really would like to know because I want to grow. Um, iron sharpens iron. That's what the Bible teaches, right? Iron sharpens iron. And if we live in our own little bubble and try to just be who we are and figure everything out ourselves, real growth occurs when we have those that we respect and be careful who you respect and who you listen to. But when you do, that can make a big difference. All right. I hope that helps, uh, Renee. Uh, Let me go to the phones here. Philip is in Ontario, Canada. Hi, Philip. How are you? Uh, Dr. Randy, it's so good to talk to you. Um, my my question is to you is that I don't have any family on this planet, and I'm totally blind and I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, okay. Hmm. And so, what's your question today, Philip? You got? I know you can hear the radio. We got a little delay thing that they they run here. Oh, so my my question to you is, I'm. I'm a believer of God, 
but I don't know what to do without having anyone to rely on except God. I don't know what to do. Are you living alone, or you have support for yourself now? I live in a I live in a nursing home. Yeah. Uh, I live in Windsor, Ontario. I right. live in Regency Park Long-Term Care. But I'm only 37 years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted to say, I listen to your show all the time on Family Life Radio. That's good, Philip. And... You listen to the station all day, too? You let the station bless you? Oh, yeah. I have my own company, and I do it for free. So whenever there's an accident, I put it on Facebook for other people to to do, and I do it out of the kindness of my heart. Well, listen, that's that's a great thing. I'm going to put you on hold because we got a little delay thing going. Uh, Philip, listen, first of all, I'm glad you're listening. 37 years old, in a nursing home, blind, alone, no family. I just want to say something to Christian radio stations that were on all over the country. You guys, you ladies are making a difference. Um, Philip is really being blessed in this case by family life radio in Metro Detroit, the new 93.1. And that's why we're on the air. A couple of comments, Philip. First of all, God bless you. The fact that you are thinking, here I am in this nursing home, but I care enough to try to do something to help other people. And it's a reminder to the rest of us, sometimes we got to get up off the couch, kick ourselves in the backside, because there's a world out there that's dying that we need to reach. And so the fact that, Philip, there you are in your nursing home, caring enough to say, I'm going to do something in my own way to help other people is your family. And uh, we got people calling today to say, hey, I've got family. I got family all around me, but they're not making any positive impact on my life. It's just negative impact. And so in your mind to think, hey, you know who the family is? The family are the people who are there, who love you and care for you. People there in the nursing home, people that you have a chance to pray, to pray with. And uh, even here on the radio, you've got people all across Metro Detroit. You've got people all across Michigan all across Canada, Ontario, who are praying for you right now, and they love you, and they care for you. And uh, so the radio is part of your family. We're part of your family. It's our name. That's what we say. We're family. We're family. And so you're not alone. And the fact that you care enough to reach out to other people there in the nursing home and in your community doing things you can with technology today is, uh, is an important thing. Secondly, let me just say to churches, I've thought about this often, how we've got so many people in all of our communities that are in nursing homes. Um, what a ministry. And if there's not a church ministering to your, your home now, I hope they will, from Ontario or even across the border, that would uh, the bridge rather, across the bridge that would come and have a ministry and care for you and care for those uh, because that's, that's important. Philip, I'm glad you're listening. Hey, listen, you're my brother in Christ. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
At the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, you'll have a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. Have you ever noticed that it's sometimes very difficult to feel intimate and close to your spouse? I will teach you the power of one thing that will change your relationship for the rest of your lives. Join Dr. Randy for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing, and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Help you do that March 1st. You heard that, uh, East Lansing. Looking forward to being there with uh, the New Hope Church, Mark Kring, and the rest of the team there. Going to be a great evening. Tickets have been going like crazy, and I'm confident we'll sell out early, so I would encourage you to, if you've been thinking about that, circle the date, get the tickets, bring some friends. Date night, East Lansing, March 1st, Friday night. March 2nd, Auburn Hills Christian Center, all across Metro Detroit, come. Boy, we'd love to meet you. We're going to have a great evening, just a lot of fun, learning, talking about the power of intentional living. Um, we're flying in to be a part of this event because we want to have an opportunity to minister to you and love on you and talk to couples and celebrate marriage together. So get your tickets. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. I think some of you probably like me are sort of stuck on Philip's call. Um, and this young man, 37, blind in a wheelchair, alone um you know made me think about a young man who was a little bit younger than that actually in his 20s that i had a chance to talk to in a nursing home who had been in an injury and had uh, broken his neck at the c1 level and was unable to do much other than just basically move his head a little bit whisper and uh, he's now in heaven but when we visited him, I remember him telling me, here, here he is with such need in his life, and yet he was more concerned about other people than he was himself. I, I, that has to be a God thing, because to be honest with you, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be feel sorry for myself. I mean, come on. And, uh, and what he told me, this is what he said to me, this young man. His name was Ty. The young man, before, before I walked out, He's, he, they, they indicated he wanted to say something to me. And so I got real close to him. I put my ear down probably six inches from him so I could hear because he could only whisper because of his uh, condition. And as we were about to leave, he, he only wanted to say one thing, tell them about Jesus. That's all he said. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Um, that's what his, he was, it was amazing. He was testifying to the nurses he had a little tube he could blow into that would type letters and so on. He would, he was loving on these. The nurses told me, we love going into Ty's room because he's a greater encouragement to us than we are to him. You know, that, that's a way to live. That's got to be a Holy Spirit-led thing in a person's life. It really is. All right. Love to talk to you. What's going on in your life? Something we can help you think through a little bit? Dr. Randy here, Intentional Living Center, 888 1717 is uh, the phone number. Let's go to another call. Hi, my name is Nicole. I'm a mother with six kids, and I don't have very much in my life, but I do have enough love to give to my six kids, and I can provide the necessities for my kids. With that being said, I help out the homeless in my neighborhood, in my area, and everywhere thereof that who needs my help. This week, I met a homeless person who is 18 years old. She's pregnant with her second child, 
and I'm helping her left and right this week, which is fine, but she's pregnant and she's still smoking. And so I'm trying to get her off of the cigarettes and I won't let her smoke in my car with my kids or around me because she's pregnant and I won't, I don't encourage that. I've encouraged her to go to church, you know, to get the Lord. I've prayed with her. I've prayed upon her. I've prayed going to her. I, I have done everything that I know to do. I just don't want her to think that she can use me. I don't know when enough is enough because I, like, help out everybody I can. I give them the shirt off my back if they need it. My kids are getting frustrated by me because I always help everybody else out. When we, I don't have money to help myself. I mean, I have money to do the necessities, but I don't have money to, like, splurge on things. But I help out whoever I can. I know the good Lord is watching me and watching over my kids and watching over everything that I do. I just need some guidance. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nicole. One of hundreds and hundreds of questions we get uh, that are either calling in live like now or, or left on our storyline. And Nicole, I would say, first of all, you have a heart of great compassion. And my warning to people who have a great heart of compassion is you can get out of balance. You get out of balance. When Jesus was here on the planet, he did not minister to everybody. There were even limits to his earthly existence. In other words, he, he chose, he was all God and all man. I don't know how that works, but that's what happened. And so he got tired and he had to rest. He would pull away from his disciples at times to pray. And he had limits. And he, what did he do? When he left, when after the resurrection, he left instructions for his disciples to keep the message going to go into all the world and preach the gospel, he said. Um, that was something he assigned to others. I think the message there, Nicole, I'm trying to communicate is you can only do what you can do. Don't feel like you have to help everybody on the street. You can't help everybody. You're not going to save the whole world. You're not going to rescue everybody. We can't. It's impossible. We need each other. And right now, it seems to me, uh, speaking to you more as a fatherly figure, you need to take care of your kids. That's your number one priority on your planet, on the planet right now. Those kids need to know they're safe, secure. You need to make sure that you provide for them. You need to be taking care of them. You need to have a safe environment for them. And as you have opportunity to help other people, that's fantastic. But when it starts to negatively impact your family and your kids, you're probably out of balance. Not probably, you are. And so the one thing I would encourage you to do is maybe find an accountability partner an adult who can help you think this through and say to you, Nicole, I love you, but you're out of balance. You got to learn to say no. And oh, I can't do that. Do what you can. In the case of this young lady, you're not abandoning her. You're going to connect her with some resources in your community that are available. You can find those. Give her the phone number, the address, take them there, take her there, whatever. But there are people there in your community that love on her are trained and equipped and resourced to help her more than you can. Okay? All right. Hope that helps. Uh, phone lines open, 888-888-1717. Join the discussion today. Something you're facing. What do you think you're facing that maybe intentional living can be a help? Love to, uh, love to hear from you. Uh, let me see. 
Let me go to another caller here. Go right ahead. Hello. Uh, my name is Tony, and I was calling for my daughter because um, she's always lying to us, and she's only seven years old. And we send her to clean her room, and she goes to her room, but she doesn't clean her room. And I'm just wondering how we can do it to get her to listen to us better. And thank you. Yeah, okay. That's another question left. I, I was chuckling when you say this, Tony. I mean, you know how many parents are listening to a seven-year-old that lies to them? Oh, I cleaned the room. You go in there. What room? You were in the wrong room. You didn't clean anything. Come on. Uh, less talk. Less talk, Tony, with a seven-year-old and uh, consequences. Seven-year-old that doesn't pick up and they lie to you. Then the next time they come and they, they want to do something fun or they want to take on an activity, you say, honey, I'd love to have you do it. But you know, yesterday you lied to me. And I don't know. Can I trust you? Can I trust that you're going to go out and play in the backyard and that's the only place you're going to go? I don't know. You told me you were going to clean up and then you didn't. Oh, yeah, that's what I'll do. Well, maybe next time we can, you can do that, honey, but not today because uh, I, I just want to make sure I can trust you before we do that. In other words, what we do as a parent, this is what we call in our parenting uh, accountability, it's logical, natural consequences. We're putting back onto the child the responsibility and the consequences for their behaviors. And we don't see this as, as punishment. We see it as discipline. And that's what the Bible says. That we're to discipline our children. I think so often, parents, we see discipline as a punishment kind of a deal. And that's not what God intends. Train up a child in the way he should go, it says. Training includes holding them accountable. We don't have to yell at your kids. You never have to yell at your kids. The only time you should ever have to yell at your kids is either they're stepping out into traffic or you have a fire in the house. Other than that, quietness, quietness is what you can use in parenting and following through by using uh, what we call logical and natural consequences. We've written books on this, conferences on this. My friend, Dr. Kevin Lehman, has some great books uh, that you might want to read. One of them written many years ago, Making Children Mind Without Losing Yours. Great title, isn't it? And he's written many others as well, but they all focus on this thing of using logical and natural consequences. Uh, and isn't that what happens to us? Don't we learn by natural consequences? Come on, some of you, you, you love the Lord, you, you're saved, you got a completely new life, you've been redeemed, but there's still consequences. You still had the divorce, you still had the a disease from some activity, whatever. I'm just saying there's consequences. And God is there to help and encourage through the process, but uh, there's always consequences, uh, sometimes intended and sometimes unintended, all right? Okay, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Maybe you've thought about doing this too. A few years ago, I made a decision that helped me get closer to God. I started keeping a prayer journal, and after just a short time, I began to see right there in my own handwriting, example after example of God's faithfulness. And what made it so powerful is that it wasn't someone else's story, it was mine. Now when life gets crazy or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can open that journal and be reminded that God is right there with me. Right now with your best gift to intentional living, we'll send you a brand new 2024 prayer journal so you can begin writing down the stories of God's love and faithfulness in your own life. But this special gift is only available through the end of the month. So ask for yours today when you go to TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And you know, we only have about two weeks left during the end of this month, and I want to get this to you. 
Your very best gift is going to help us. Boy, do we need your help to be able to carry on. Do you believe that this message of living intentionally in Christ and helping people here and around the world through our radio and podcast matter? Uh, You're making a difference. This is a brand new uh, prayer journal, How to Cultivate Life Transformation in Heartfelt Conversations with God. It's our gift to you with your very best gift to the ministry today. Go to theintentionallife.com. All right, uh, David, welcome to the show from Michigan. Go right ahead. What's your question today? Uh, I'm just wondering, why is it easier to express love than to tell people? Well, I guess maybe it's, uh, you mean it's easy to, to show love, but not to say the words? Is that what you're basically asking? Yes. Well, why do you think? You're thinking about um, it. Yeah. Well, why is it hard for you to say that to someone? I love you. It's just, and I have experiences in the past where, like, I, I've i been told I have a big heart and I show love easy. Um, and I guess it's been taken for granted, like, over and over again. And, like, I, I've been following God since I was, you know, I grew up in the church and, went through catechism, got that. I, I, I've been following the Bible, read the Bible. Hey, listen, let, let me, inter- I, only got a, I only got a minute left. I want to ask you a question. Are you more concerned about okay. saying I love you or are you more, more feeling that you wish people would say that back to you? I think a little bit of both. Yeah, are you feeling a little neglected in terms of unappreciated for the, the love you show people? Yeah. I is, think so. Is that really the core of what we're talking about here? Yeah. All right. All right. That, that okay. That makes sense. That's why I wasn't quite clear, but I think that makes a lot of sense. And you know what, David, you're not alone. I've had a lot of people express that. I give and give and give and I don't get anything back. And um I, I think that's a downside or a danger of those who are givers, frankly. Um and you have to ask yourself the question, why am I giving? That's really the question. Why am I a giver? Meaning, why do I care for people? So it's one of those internal things you got to look at. Am I doing it expecting something in return, or am I doing it expecting nothing in return? And if the answer is, well, I do expect something in return, then then you have to really be okay. This more of an exchange type of a deal. That's a transactional relationship. I'll help you as long as you give me something back that I appreciate. You know, pat on the back or encouragement which they should, by the way, but doesn't mean it's going to happen. Or am I going to help you simply because it's the right thing to do? I know God is honored in that, and the spiritual pat on the back I get because God and bring glory to God is enough for me. That's really the ultimate question, I think, uh, David. Um, but it is a reminder to those of us, when someone helps us, holds a door for us, I, I help, you know, I know that we live in this culture today that you hold the door for someone, sometimes they think you're patronizing them or something. I held the door for a lady the other day and I got a dirty look. I was just trying to be nice. Sorry, just trying to be nice. Isn't it nice just to be able to say, hey, thank you for whatever? I don't know. Anyway, uh, you got a question for me? Come on in, join the discussion. We're going to stay here in the studio for the next 30 minutes. And I want to talk to you. What's the question you're facing? You want to hear intentional living? How it applies? Call right now. 888 888 
1717. I'll see you tomorrow.